Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Viva Las Vegas here. I'm your host, as always, Blackjack Fletch, and joining us is our friend, the big man on campus, Jeffy Dude. Jeff, how are you doing tonight, brother? Doing good, Blackjack, with new intro. I like it. Very fitting. Mix I it like up, it. baby. I mix it up a little bit. I like it. I like it a lot. How you been? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just uh, watching the Sixer game. Hopefully they can uh, close it out here. And, uh, yeah, we can, uh, you know, get uh, to the next round here. Obviously a fun night of uh, – of hoops, a lot to talk about. Got draft uh, coming up. So, how was uh, Vegas, Blackjack? Uh, it was fantastic, brother. It was fantastic. I tell you, there's no, there's no place on earth like it. There just is, man. You go out there. It, it, it's the craziest thing, Jeff. I mean, I, I for for those of you who have not been there, you really have to go because you know, on an airplane, you know, I, I left at like 6:30 p.m. Eastern time. You know, you have a full day, and you land out there. And, you know, by the time you get down to the strip, you get your bag, you get down there, it's like midnight Pacific time. And you should be tired. You should be exhausted. But, man, Jeff, the energy starts pumping through those veins, brother, and you're good to go. I mean, I was out until 5, 5.30 the first night, slept for about three and a half hours, got right back after it again the next night. You just, I, I don't know, man, it's infectious. There, there's an energy in that city that's unlike anything else. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's... I mean- it, it's it's something else. It's kind of in a way like New York. I mean, it never goes to sleep. Obviously, there's always something to do. But the difference between that and everywhere else is uh, you can gamble and you can you bet on sports. You can play poker and you can do craps. And you know, no one goes to sleep. Yep. I mean, sleeping is kind of uh, you know uh, unheralded out there. You sleep for about a, you know three or four hours and then uh, you wake up and you do it all again. It's good you had a good time. I know you uh, you met up with our friend Preston. I saw you went to. Uh, would you go to an Elvis impersonator, Blackjack? I didn't know if you went there. I sure to. did, my man. I sure did. And let me tell you, it was one hell of a show. Wow. That's interesting. I, I didn't know people actually went to them. I thought they were just kind of like there and, you know, you went to them if you had nothing else to do. But, no, I that's actually cool. I, I know you are um, you kind of are into that kind of stuff. And um, it looked oh, like yeah. a pretty decent show, frankly. So that's good stuff. It was a great show. Great show. Travis Allen is the guy's name. He's the number one Elvis impersonator for the last two years running, uh, and he put on a hell of a performance. So, And he also gave me the name of the place where he gets his clothes, so uh, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I see you're also, uh, Blackjack, uh, you know, taking down uh, uh, robbery suspects uh, in convenience stores. Uh, you're a busy guy nowadays. That's uh, You know, Jeff, I don't want to use the word hero. I don't like to throw that word around, but, you know, other people have said it, so I'll I'll just echo that. Uh, yeah, well, hey, listen, it's all in a, a day's work, Blackjack. But uh, we welcome everyone into Viva La Vegas. Obviously, Blackjack back from his trip. We wished uh, he was here last night and, and over the weekend, but he's back. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, Blackjack. NBA playoffs tonight, obviously a game in motion, a game has finished, and a game about to get going out in Oracle 
uh, Golden State and the San Antonio Spurs. Golden State looking to close out this series. And, look, I, I think we can be honest. I think they probably will tonight. They're big favorites, 11-point favorites. Uh, do you have anything on this matchup, Blackjack? Are you on this one? or? Yeah, I'm on it, Jeff. Uh, I laid the 11 with Golden State. I, I think that, you know, I, this has been a series for me, Jeff, that I've been back and forth on because I've been saying for the last week and a half that the San Antonio Spurs just don't get swept. And then uh, I was on the Spurs the first three games, and uh, then I was on Golden State in game four, and that backfired. But I just don't see the Warriors losing this game. don't see it really being close. I think they're just markedly better, and the loss in game four did nothing but just get their attention. I, I think San Antonio gets blitzed, and I, I think the Warriors run with this. Yeah, I, I do think the total's a bit low. I, I struck out on the uh, Celtic total, but I do like this total here. I, I think we will see the game go over the number. Obviously, the Spurs need to go all out. They're they're going to need to foul late in the game. You know, there's going to be. I, I think they're going to have to obviously go up tempo and score the basketball. Um, I, I think the Warriors have a pretty good game offensively. But you know, Blackjack, yeah. obviously, we urge all of you to uh, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety on the Southtown one hundred one hotline. Uh, Blackjack and I are here for you guys tonight. Whatever you want to talk about, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB. Uh, you get the NFL draft, which we'll spend some time on uh, in a little bit here. But Blackjack, obviously, you know, I, I think the big news tonight is obviously the uh, NBA games, the Boston Celtics. Uh, get the job done in Boston, an ugly basketball game, obviously full of a bad Ugh. basketball, uh, ugly offense. Actually, I'm not going to even say offense, literally uh, very, very little offense. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with that under there. Great call by you. I mean, you look at this game, though. Milwaukee shoots 37%. Uh, they were 9 for 33 from three. These teams combined to go 19 for 64 uh, from three, uh, ugly basketball, 28 turnovers in this game, uh, 35 fouls, I'm sorry, 45 fouls, uh, an ugly game uh, all around, but Boston's able to get the job done. And, you know, Blackjack, I really feel like this game and this series is just currently coming down to, to the coaching advantage. I mean, the, the, the Bucks obviously, um, you know, haven't made certain adjustments. Joe Prunty hasn't done that. And look, Brad Stevens has, I think that's one of the reasons they're up three, two, they look to close it out. Uh, over the weekend, what were your uh, what were your thoughts here? An ugly game, Blackjack, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the game was ugly. The Celtics put away, gave it away. Bucks, they allowed them back in. I unfortunately, I did have the under, which, but I unfortunately also had Milwaukee plus four, and they just missed that. Um, you know, Jeff, the series to me has done nothing for me. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that. I look at whoever wins this series as just a speed for the 76ers. So I'm just not that excited about it. I don't know. It, it Joe Prunty is a terrible coach. He has no business being a head coach in the NBA. Celtics are drastically undermanned. So, I mean, I guess I'd say the Celtics are going to win, but it doesn't really do anything for me because I think that the Sixers beat either of these teams comfortably. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of my thought process, too. I mean, I, I just, you know, between this series and, you know, up until recently, that Toronto series, I mean, as obviously Washington's tied it up, and I'm a little bit more interested, but, you know, this series, I've just had, this series and then that Spurs-Warriors series, I've just had no real interest in. You know, obviously, the teams are outmatched. Yeah, obviously, uh, one team is going to win and the other team is not. 
Um, it just, I, I just haven't had a ton of interest. And tonight was obviously a key example. The only reason I had interest was, you know, a Giannis or, or the game in Milwaukee. Uh, other than that, I, I felt like uh, Milwaukee losing the other night or, or obviously Boston winning the other or losing the other night, kind of tying it up. Um, I thought Boston would go back and win tonight. And I think they'll take control of the series. I think they'll win on, um, you know, Thursday or whenever this game is uh, and uh, kind of move on. But obviously, Blackjack, the big game tonight, uh, the Sixers and Heat. And look, this game's coming right down to the number. If you have the Philadelphia 76ers, I know a lot of people jumped on the Sixers. I saw an upwards of 80% of the money was on the Sixers in this game, obviously. Uh, and J.J. Redick, it's a big three to put the Sixers up 11 uh, and to put this one away. Sixers are going to move on here. But obviously, Blackjack, the number is coming down to the uh, grind here. A lot of people think Meek Mill can shoot the basketball. Obviously, that's going to help your crowd control. It's going to help your, your your team get animated and emotion, uh, full of emotion, but he doesn't shoot the basketball. Uh, we'll see if the Sixers cover about a minute and a half to go here, Blackjack. Uh, we'll uh, obviously talk about the game, but I'll tell you what, I don't know how much you've watched this game. Officiating, again, horrible. Officiating, uh, the officials have had no control yeah. of this game at all. Um, there's been three or four flagrant fouls in the Miami Heat. What a gutless, crumb-bum team Miami is, aren't they? I'm just a, a very unlikable team full of, of – yeah. of, of I mean, kind of- I, I just think – we talked about this last week at the Heat. You look at this roster, and it, it, it really does surprise me because the Pat Riley team is usually not this poorly constructed, and, and there's just – there's devoid of talent. I mean, Dragic is a nice piece. Whiteside, in my mind, is a bust at this point. Dwayne Wade is far over the hill. I'm mean, talking about Tyler Johnson. I mean, like, what, what, what do they have here? I mean, Justice Winslow hasn't shown he can really be a contributor. Bam Adebayo is fine, but he's not going to move the needle. I, I'm just surprised that a Pat Riley team has this little talent on it. Yeah, you make a great point. I mean, I, I don't really see much of anything on this team. I, I think Drogic, like you said, a decent player. He's not a guy that I'm going to build my team around. I mean, there's no real superstar on this team. You got, you got the likes of a Dwayne Wade. Hassan Whiteside won't be there going uh, long term. Um, you, you just have a bunch of role players in this basketball team. Uh, really, like you said, devoid of any real talent, uh, frankly. And look, I mean – they had that gasp in game two, but it was really just Dwayne Wade going off. I mean, that's really all it was. Um, it wasn't anything that they did. I think Eric Spolscher's outmatched. I don't think he's a particularly good coach. Uh, I don't think he's ever been a good coach. The only reason he ended up winning anything was because LeBron James is on the basketball team. Uh, I'm happy to see this Miami team go. Not only are they playing my team, but they're just a, a very uh, tough team to root for. They're, they're just a bunch of, of, you know, kind of, just mangy kind of guys. I mean, just kind of scumbaggy kind of cr- crumb kind of guys. You know what I'm kind of saying? Kind of those, like, just to get under your skin, just kind of, you know, very hard to like. But uh, Sixers are blackjack up 12 with uh, about 26 seconds to go. They're at the foul line. So, uh, barring a three, uh, I'd imagine the Sixers are going to cover this game. We're, we're going to obviously keep it abreast here. We'll, we'll then start taking some calls here. What do you think, Blackjack? Are they going to cover or what? Yeah, I mean, Miami looks like they're going to shoot again. It looks over. So, uh, the Heat are just going to Yeah, but the numbers, the numbers 10. We'll see if Dwayne Wade uh, pulls yeah, up for a three. I don't think he's going to. No, they just dribbled it out. Okay, perfect. Very good. So, Sixers cover, uh, and the books get crushed on this game, Blackjack. I mean, obviously, um, the Meek Mill news came out. What, what were your thoughts on that, Blackjack, when the Meek Mill news Surprise. came out? Is that something you – 
I mean, obviously, right. I think we all were surprised. I was too. I, there's been rumblings that Meek Mill would get out of prison soon, but um, uh, the fact that not only did he get out at this time, but he actually made it to the game. I guess my question to you is: I've talked with Donnie Wrightson about this. Donnie Wrightson has. Him and I hate this whole like emotion thing. I don't think it makes any difference in, in a pro sport. But I got to yeah. tell you, there are certain isolated spots where it is worth it. And in a game like this, at home, a, a town devoid of basketball uh, glory for many years. I mean, this is the biggest game in the last 17 years in this town, basketball-wise. Uh, they haven't had a, a game like this since the AI days. And, you know, the fact that Meek Mill, the native son, I mean, Meek Mill's like a, the Beatles in this town uh, anymore. He, he's basically um, a king. And, and the fact that he was there, obviously he doesn't shoot the basketball blackjack, but you had to, you'd be hard pressed to, to fade the Sixers tonight. It probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I didn't love the number I passed game just because I, I, I think that number was a little high. It obviously turned out not to be that high, but um, I wouldn't lay that many points in, in this game. But, yeah, look, the, the, the Meek Mill thing, it, it does nothing for the Sixers. It's to fire the crowd up. I mean, that that's the effect. You know, it's going to get that crowd even more juiced than they already were for a nation game. So I think that's the only effect it has. I, I think that team was just, you know, we, we talked about this, Jeff, after the Sixers won game three. I, I didn't think they were going to lose again. I mean, they're just, they're clearly the better team. Once Embiid was back and kind of shook the rust off, they're hands down the better team. I mean, I, I didn't see any way they were losing the game. Yeah, and I mean, you look at this point in the East. I mean, obviously the Sixers move on. You're going to get some time to have a rest, and you see who they play. Most likely it's going to be the Boston Celtics. But it's a Boston Celtics team that obviously is without Kyrie Irving. Uh, Marcus Smart's just coming off uh, of, uh, of being injured. Uh, Gordon Hayward obviously out. I mean, this is a team that you know, doesn't really – put a lot of strike a lot of fear into you I know the Celtics you know are the team that you want to obviously say you know they're probably the team you think can win the East but you know, they have nice pieces that kind of remind me of of the uh of the heat in a way some nice pieces some good players you have some players that can be you know obviously a high level and they are better than the heat but um I got to be honest Blackjack I mean other than the Toronto Raptors the Sixers are very for real people. I mean, this isn't a team that's just, you know, they've won a series now. I mean, it's time to start believing a little bit here. Yeah. And you know, Jeff, I, I, I've been saying, you know, I've said it on the show all the time. I I think Toronto is going to win the East almost by default because there's really, there's just not a lot out there in the Eastern conference. The way they've struggled the last two games is Washington. You know, you kind of have to ask yourself, horses here. I mean, this is a team in the regular season that was so deep. Their bench was so good. And now they're getting nothing out of it. Their bench is the worst in the playoffs right now through four games. You know, Philadelphia is going to be a tough out for them. And I, I don't, at least in my mind, I don't think there's any doubt that we're looking at a Toronto-Philadelphia Eastern Conference Finals. I, mean, I don't see Cleveland beating Toronto. I'm sorry. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, but I think, listen, you're right, and, and no, I've, I've disagreed with this, but watching the Eastern Conference playoffs play out so far, I, I think you have to say Philadelphia has a puncher's chance. I mean, they're, they're very talented, they're spunky, they're tough to get rid of. I think that they're going to be a tough out. 
Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. And what this is going to do also is, as we're kind of on the uh, the kind of Meek Mill talk, I mean, listen, I mean, Meek Mill has a certain, uh, uh, you know, rival uh, in another town uh, up north in Canada uh, that will set up a very interesting uh, series possibly with uh, that uh, kid from the six, Drake. Yeah, that would be interesting, obviously. But yeah, I, look, I think right now they're the two best teams, the Sixers and uh, Toronto. I think Toronto will beat Cleveland. I think you're right. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see kind of what goes on and we'll keep abreast of uh, this Western conference game here uh, in, uh, you know, as the night goes on, but if we want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously we're back. Blackjack and I, we're both here ready to go. Uh, give us a call 917-889-3290. A lot of interesting talk coming in uh, from the world of the NFL. Will the Browns go after Johnny Mann or uh Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, he's like Johnny Manziel. Uh, what are they going to do at number one? Are there going to be some trades? Uh, we'll get into it. What's your team going to do? Uh, give us a call. We'll chat about that. Uh, we will uh, hit the phone lines here uh, and talk to Guan White. Guan White, what's up? What's going on? How y'all doing? Pretty good. Good, good. Um, what's up, Black Jack? How you doing? Uh, he, I think he jumped off. He had a bad oh. phone line. He'll call right back oh, in. Oh, no, that's okay. No, good job. Good win, man. I was about to – I mean, that first half kind of had me worried, man. I was like, I, I didn't want y'all to waste Mill's time. You know, he just got out and he went there. So, I'm glad that, you know, it pulled off that that win. But uh, good job, though. Um, but uh, my question is, uh, is uh, um, do you, who do you like tomorrow in uh, Bayern Munich and uh, Real Madrid? I like the over. But I just want to know your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking towards taking Bayern Munich. I think they will win. I mean, this is a team that has not lost at home since April of last year. Uh, they don't lose at home very often. It just doesn't happen. Uh, I guess the kind of the, the comeback to that would be, well, I mean, they didn't play anyone at they didn't play anyone at Real Madrid's level. But listen, Real Madrid is for more from a lot of uh, you know the season struggled at times. They're not doing well in La Liga. Obviously, they turn it up. I think both teams to score is probably the best bet. Both teams to score in the over two point five. But I will take Bayern Munich. The, the the home numbers are just too too big to to kind of get away from. You're getting it at basically even money. Um, that's kind of uh, where you know I'm uh, I'm looking. But uh, what a great day for for Champions League today, and I'd expect oh, God, another yeah, great man. Day. I loved it. Now, it was like – I felt like some of my friends, because uh, I have some friends here uh, that we talk soccer and stuff, and I, they were just overthinking it. I'm like, why are you overthinking it? I was like, Liverpool is going to win. They're going to win comfortably. I was like, guys, forget it, you know, who they got. them. I mean, like I said, it was you, – you couldn't describe it. I mean, Salah, Salah was, was heavenly. I mean, he just played, you know, he was just like that all year. And I just felt like my friends were overthinking I'm like, man, yeah, I got to take Liverpool, and I got a good value at it. You know. We we can we can try to make the ridiculous case that he's not, but Mohamed Salah is the best player in the world right now. He he is. I mean, uh, I don't see Lionel Messi in this tournament anymore. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo's arguably had a, a tough season. Uh, this is a, a guy right now that's just on another level. Uh, to me, he's the best player in the world right now. Could that change next year? Sure, it could. Um, but. Uh, right now, Mohamed Salah is, is the king of, of world football, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't overthink anything. I mean, it, you just got to kind of ride the uh, you know, ride the, uh, the hot hand, and, and Liverpool is just unbelievable right now. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Like I said, that, I mean, you're spot on about that. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, Ronaldo showed some glimpses in some games, but consistently 
this whole time. I mean, here like I mean, Salah has been has been killing it. But uh, um, what else, else, else do I want to ask you? Oh, as far as the NFL draft, man. Uh, I just, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of these sources, man. I, I feel like since that you can bet on this now, it's just that they're trying to throw people for a loop. So I just try to tell people to well, tread lightly. You know what I'm saying? When they do all these, well, don't bet to me yeah. these draft stuff. I actually, I, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to Kirby here. I disagree completely. I think this is a way you could make a lot of money. Um, first of all, with the NFL draft, you have to be willing to. Um, go out and find information. Obviously the, the big thing in our business is can you go out and find information? And, you know, I do agree with you on the level of, I think sometimes they put stuff out just to see how it'll kind of, kind of, um, you, you know, what people will say in the media and how people will, will deal with it. But I think the numbers speak for themselves. The thing about the props are the bookmakers have no advantage over you or I, there, there's no real right. way of them to, to, to kind of be able to, to decipher things. I think if you are willing, and, and I would advise Put the time in and do your own mock draft. I obviously I do it every year. Um, it's a great way to kind of you know really zero in on props, and you have to be willing to lay some money. You're gonna have to lay, you know, two and a half to win a dollar. I mean, that's just what you're gonna have to do in the NFL draft. But if you're willing to do it, um, there's money to be made because the odds makers are not, uh, they, they don't have stats, they don't have trends. Um, they're kind of just right. going off what they think a team's gonna do. So. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's a great time. But you're right. You do got to watch out. Sometimes. No, yeah. I mean, I, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, see, with you, you put in the work. You put in the time. So I get that. But there are some people. I feel like they're just watching like a lot of this Twitter news and stuff and sure, like, sure. ESPN. And then like they get they'll put in like five or six bets. And next thing you know, man, they're they're shit, shit deep in the hole. And that's what I like you said because there, there are some of them that you're gonna have to really lay some juice with. But like you said, I mean, good advice. If you put in the work and just really do it, you know, you can actually make some money off of it. But just don't go in there blindly just betting it, like, you know, just all because you heard some rumors and stuff like that. No, I agree. Good. Well said. Uh, all right, man. Well, I'll let you go, bud. But good win tonight. And uh, and I'm sorry. I wish Blackjack was on the phone because I completely disagree. Raptors aren't getting out of the second guy. round regardless. I'm Raptors the- are not getting out of the second round regardless. I don't care who they're playing. They can be playing – Science Hill Hilltoppers. They're not. They're no, not getting no. out of second Brown. round. Yeah, I, I think Brown, you're a little I, out of line. I, I could disagree. Uh, I, I think you're a little <laughs> out of line here. It's all right. I mean, hey, we got to play games. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Listen, Brown, I feel you like, you want, know. What's, you're, what's your basis? You're forgetting what, something that this Cleveland team stinks. They stink, exactly. Guan. They well, are Juan, bad. What's your basis? They have, say that. I mean, you're just throwing out stuff. What What do you mean? What's my basis? I mean, I haven't seen the last – I mean, you haven't been living in all of you. seen the last three years and with Raptors basketball, what they do, or well, in the playoffs. I mean, and, Juan, listen, I get that. I, we talked about that. I, I agree with you. But, again, you've you got to remember, this is the best team they've had, and this is a team that, you know, I think is ready to exercise those demons. We also have to agree, though, Guan, that – this Cleveland teams know were what they were the last three years. Oh, so, of course, I agree. I don't think Cleveland's going to win either. I'm just saying. I just, I just, my opinion. I'm just saying, like, you know, I thought the Raptors had a good chance to at least win one of those games in Washington, and then they just, they just choked. Right. Well, listen. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to see what happens tomorrow night or, or whenever the next game is. Um, but we'll, we'll obviously have a friendly bet, you and you and Blackjack. I know you're a, you're not a Raptor guy. Blackjack has, has made it clear he is a, a Raptor guy. I'm sure you guys will have some fun, but I'll tell you what, uh, Quan White, I would not be fading the Raptors tomorrow night in Toronto. Uh, you have a somber nope. atmosphere there. Uh, they're going to be all over 
Um, that spot, I, I'm looking towards Toronto. I think they get it done tomorrow. And I think they get it done kind of like the Sixers did and the uh, Celtics did tonight. Um, great call, Guan. Good stuff. Thanks for All right. All right. I'll see you guys. See you, pal. Um, Blackjack, um, we obviously will keep abreast of the situation out in Golden State. They're just getting going here. A 9-3, about nine minutes to go in the first quarter. So, uh, very early. But Golden State, obviously, uh, starting it out on the high note. Uh, Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Call us anytime, 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline. Southtown 101, one of the best bars. Actually, it is the best bar in San Antonio. If you're ever in San Antonio, Texas, you live near the area, uh, you want to go there and have some fun, make sure you're checking out South Tech 101. Great food, great uh, entertainment, great people. Uh, try the pancakes, very good. Uh, the burgers are very good. Have great, um, you know, just great little menu items, just a cool little uh, ideas and plenty of, of good stuff. Make sure you check out. Make sure you, you, you go get a beer or get a drink and, and talk with the guys over at South Tech 101. 101 Parade Street in San Antonio, one of the nicest little towns in America, San Antonio, Texas. Go see our boys at Southtown 101. Blackjack, let's keep the phone lines moving here. We have some people on uh, that we're excited to hear from. Uh, Caller, you're live. What's happening? You're live. What's up? What's up? 614, you're live. Oh, hey, what's up? What's your name, man? Uh, Josh from Ohio. Good. What's up, Josh? Um, yeah, I, um, I, I thought for sure that big man would have spoke about this one story that came out. Uh, it was a, a former wide receiver, um, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, Mike Schumann actually stole somebody's, uh, it was the security guards jacket at the Golden State Warriors. Spurs game. I don't know if you guys know about this. This guy's actually a I news mean, anchor now. What the hell are you talking about? No, I actually, I've heard about this. I've actually heard about this. Uh, I guess supposedly some some player for the 49ers, a former player, uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit more about the story, uh, Josh, but I guess supposedly he stole a, a, a security guard's jacket. I don't really know yeah, the, the basis of why he did it. It was at, at the game. They got it on the video, man. And it, the guy actually had to apologize to the team and, yeah. and to the uh, news organization that okay, he's, he's with okay, now. Okay, okay, he, he's he's not actually a, a reporter as well. Yeah, he's a reporter. Um, he so used to play for the cares? Niners as well. I, yeah, I don't really know why he did this. I'm not sure why it's a particular story, frankly. Uh, it's a pretty stupid move, frankly. I don't. I don't know what – why are you would do this? Uh, but yeah, uh, bad bad move by him. Oh uh, well, uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you. Uh, so, do you actually have the? Um, uh, are you t- taking uh, uh, the Browns? Uh, uh, do, do you have a pick for, uh, for the uh, Browns? Are, are you betting on that on the draft? Uh, uh, the first pick, the fourth pick. What 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 pick the, are you referring to? The first to, pick. The, the first uh, yeah, look, I, I have the I have the Cleveland Browns taking Sam Darnold. Listen, if if it's my pick, if I'm making the pick, I would not take Sam Darnold. I think they will though take Darnold. I think Tyrod Taylor is a fine quarterback, and I would keep him uh, for the next couple of years. You can get a Green. quarterback later in this draft. It's a pretty deep group. Uh, if I were them, I'd take Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb. 
I think if you can solidify that running back position for this team, you already have Jarvis Landry. You got Josh Gordon back healthy. Uh, you have a pretty solid quarterback in Taylor. You can later in this round, uh, in the high second rounds, get yourself an offensive tackle to replace Joe Thomas. You already have a good defense. You add Miles Garrett with, um, you know, Bradley Chubb. That's a pretty good football team. I just I, – I would go with the best player available, and it's Saquon Barkley. Do I think they will? No. I think they'll take Sam Darnold. Uh, this All this hubbub about Baker Mayfield, it's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to take Sam Darnold if they're going to go quarterback. I, I actually – I kind of disagree with the Sam Darnold pick because I think – Okay, who would you take? I, I, I actually think a, a Barkley uh, might uh, be the well, number one pick. Uh, that's I who I would take, Josh. I, no, I would take I would take Saquon Barkley. They're not going to take him though. They're not going to do it. Um, I'm telling you that I would do that, but I think they'll end up taking Darnold. I think they will go quarterback ultimately. I I, I don't know. I, I just don't trust Cleveland. They always seem to fuck up something like they uh, the front office fucked up the AJ McCarron trade that they could have had him, and they fucked that shit up. So um, yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah, I don't disagree it. with you. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And, and and I've told Blackjack, and Blackjack and I have talked with this, the best quarterback in this draft is Josh Rosen, and it's not close. Josh Rosen will be the best player yep. at the next level as far as quarterback. Uh, but, again, for some reason, and we'll get into why Josh Rosen is slipping, but uh, good call, Josh. Thanks for uh, reaching out tonight. Thank you. Bye. Uh, but, Blackjack, obviously, um, Josh uh, Rosen is – Someone we've talked to. Well, you and I have talked to him for months now, and I think we're both on the same page. He's the best quarterback in this draft. Probably other than Barkley, he's probably the best offensive player. He just has raw talent. He's from a quarterback perspective, and that's what I find so odd that this personal stuff is he's falling down because of personal stuff. Blackjack, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if people know this, but it's not like Baker Mayfield is a saint. This guy has been involved in multiple things yeah, off the field. I, I don't. Listen, I, I you hit the nail on the head comparing him and Mayfield. It, it's it's so stupid to me, you know, that we're going to overlook the massive amount of talent that this kid possesses. Physically, he can make any throw on the field. His decision-making has generally been very good. Everyone pretty much agrees he's the most intelligent quarterback in this draft, which is a trait you want in someone who is making decisions on a split-second basis. I don't understand the criticism of him because he comes from some money. We're going to say that, that he's not dedicated to football, so you have to be poor to be dedicated to football? Is that, is no, that think, what we're I saying think, now? I think because the knock on him because is... Because he makes political statements sometimes? I mean, it, there, there were lots of players that made political statements in the NFL, Jeff, in the last two years that were still quality football players. I don't, I don't understand the knock on Josh Rosen. Well, I think I think the knock on Josh Rosen is in this day and age, people do not like powerful people with opinions. And Josh Rosen is a, a powerful kid at this point with an opinion. You also look at the fact that they interviewed his teammates, his former coaches. They made it clear he's you know he's a me guy. He's a very much a me guy. But listen, what quarterback isn't a me guy? I, the whole you know Aaron Rodgers isn't a me guy. Tom Brady's not a me guy. I mean, I want a leader. I don't want some passive follower kind of guy. I want a guy that's going to no. take the ball by the horn no. and say, this is how we're going to do things. And I'm going to tell you what, I think it's going to work out for Rosen just because 
if he doesn't go to the Jets, Blackjack, I think a really good fit for him would be the Denver Broncos. And yeah. listen, yeah. I think as far as spots, You're right. the Denver Broncos are, are probably the best spot for a quarterback to go to, in the top ten at least. I mean, you have a pretty good wide receiver yeah, core there. You have, you have a, a place that it's not overly you know, pressure. There's not a ton of pressure there. You can go out. You can be yourself in a liberal area You know, with, with – you know, you know, just kind of focus on football. And you, you have a pretty decent offense there kind of as we speak. But you know, we know they kind of screw that up. But, yeah, I agree with you totally. I think you make a good point. I, I don't really – I don't get the knock on Rosen. Um, when it comes to pure quarterback ability, he is the best player in the draft. Um, Blackjack, let's keep the phone lines moving. Let's talk to our friend Nick in Dallas. Nick, what's up? What's up, Jeff? What's up, Blackjack? How y'all doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good, brother. How you doing? I guess since we're talking about the draft, I thought maybe I could just throw a couple of my two cents in there. Uh, I'm on Odd Sharks right now, and I'm looking at you know some odds for the first few picks. And uh, I think that it's kind of dumb after, you know, obviously we're all going to think who should go number one. You know, I think Darnold personally, but I think there's going to be numerous trades going in and out of the, you know the top six or seven especially getting quarterbacks, yeah. that it's going to be tough to kind of slot guys into a certain spot. Like, say, I see an odd right here, uh, the fourth overall pick, uh, Bradley Chubb is minus uh, 110, and any other player is minus 130. I'm I'm thinking about jumping, you know, multiple units on any other player right there at number four, just because yeah, you know, I, how Cleveland is shipping around, and this is Dorsey's first draft in Cleveland. I think you'd like to have multiple first rounds in the next couple of years too. Yeah, I don't know about you, Blackjack. I'm not. I don't see a ton of trades. I I really don't. I I think if you you know if you're the Buffalo um, Bills, I mean I guess it depends on how yeah, much you really like the these quarterbacks. That's I mean I if I'm the Bills, I'd go Lamar Jackson. I mean I I don't think you have to necessarily make a move. I, I think <laughs> you're right, there, Nick. I think if you're going to make a move, that fourth pick would be it. But I mean, what do you think, Blackjack? I don't see a ton of trades. For you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, the Bills are the team that that could disrupt this thing. Um, And, and yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about Lamar Jackson, and I don't hate that. Um, But, you know, in the NFL draft, Jeff, you you never know. I mean, if Buffalo thinks that maybe Denver is in love with Lamar Jackson and he may go at five, well, then maybe you need to jump ahead of them. Maybe Buffalo's in love with – you know, one of the other kids. I don't know. I Honestly, I've heard very little about what Buffalo's interest is at this point. I thought when they made the move to 12, they definitely had to move up again. I just – I don't know what you're going to get at 12 because I think Miami picks at 11, and Miami could go quarterback. It's possible. Um, but I think if they go I don't quarterback, know. They'll, I, go, if, they'll go Mayfield if he's there. I mean, they've made it clear they love Mayfield. I, I just – my concern with Buffalo is – what if somehow you're winding up at 12 holding the bag without a quarterback you like on the board? Because now you trade it up and you gave this capital away and you don't get the guy you want. I, I feel like you have to – you got to get him. Like you, you, well, you think, traded Tyrod Taylor, took you to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. You brought A.J. McCarron in, who's a stopgap. You got to get the guy you want here. Bills are 100% yeah. going to take a quarterback in the first round. It's just whether or not they move from that 12 spot, in my opinion. 
You sh- yeah, well, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, think, I don't think you're going to have to move to get Lamar Jackson. I, I really don't because the Browns are going to take one quarterback. They're not taking two, obviously. The Colts, Bucks, Bears, 49ers, Raiders are not taking a quarterback. And the Dolphins, if they can take one, are going to take Mayfield. Uh, if Mayfield's not there, I don't think they'll take a quarterback. I don't think the Dolphins are in love with having to take a quarterback. I think the reason they're going to take a quarterback is because Adam Gase just likes Mayfield and he wants Baker Mayfield. I don't think if Mayfield's there, I don't think they'll take a quarterback. So I think the Bills will get who they want. It's just a question of do they want Lamar Jackson or do they want you know one of these guys up up at the in the top five or six? Um, and, and obviously you're going to have to trade to do that. I also think that uh, well, last year the draft, I think the most surprising trade in the first round besides uh, San Francisco robbing the Bears for Trubisky, um, was the Buffalo Bills coming out of nowhere and moving up to take uh, Mahomes. And they already had – or not the Buffalo Bills, sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs moving up to take – yeah, to take Mahomes. Um, And I think that there could very well be a team like the Chargers or even, you know, maybe not the Steelers, but a team like that with a very older quarterback that could come in, hell, the Patriots, you know, when they have two first rounds, they can do anything come in to move to that top 10 and maybe snipe maybe Lamar Jackson before the bill, if the bills stay put, you know what I mean? It might not just be the bills that is going to move. For maybe, maybe can, or uh, the chargers. I could see them maybe doing it. I, I think it's time. Maybe, maybe they get younger. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe the new Orleans saints. I, I don't think the saints will. I think they, they're, they're kind of fine with breeze for a couple more years. And listen, they I like think Taysom it's important Hill to mention too. guys. I mean, yeah, I think it's important to mention though. This is a pretty good group of quarterbacks. I mean, especially in the second round. I mean, they're still good quarterbacks. I mean, you know, whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it's Luke Falk, Tanner Lee, um, you know, wherever you look, there, there are some decent quarterbacks later in this draft uh, that if you want, you can hang on and, 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 you know, kind of let them sit for a year or two. Um, but I think you make a good point. If I'm the Chargers, I would, I would go defense, frankly. But, yeah, I mean, you never know what trades. Obviously, those are kind of the great equalizers here. But um, – you know, I think the Bills, I think they can stay at 12 and, and still get a very good quarterback. Maybe the best. Who knows? Yeah, just some food for thought. And then the second question I was going to ask to start out different than NFL. I'm talking about the uh, the Warriors right now. Uh, how do you feel about this starting lineup with uh, Iggy Dalla instead of Quinn Cook as point guard for the Warriors? Well, I, I mean, I think – I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, I think they're kind of trying to go the way of the, of the Sixers, kind of that bigger player, the guy that, I mm-hmm. mean, he ran the point in Philly for a lot of years. I mean, he was kind of the, the I guess just kind of by, um, you know, addition by subtraction, he became the point guard. I mean, it, I guess it's a good idea. I mean, obviously you got to do what you got to do until, you know, Curry comes back and, and everyone's good to go. But um, I, maybe just don't have a point guard, just whoever is the point guard, they're the point guard. Um, it seems like they've, kind of been better off without that naming a point guard kind of thing. Um, I guess it's Iguodala at this point. He's got the experience of doing it. I don't hate the idea. I, I would go with I would go Iguodala. Quinn Cook, I'm, I'm good with him. Yeah, I think Quinn Cook's going to be pretty good I don't know, for like a rotational guy in the years to come, but I just don't see him being able to hold down the fort in the next round of the playoffs. And I think you being a Philly guy, I was just wondering how you thought about Iguodala, you know, being kind of an off-ball guard to start out. Just yeah, no, thoughts. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Well, thanks for taking my call, guys, and I'll be listening on. Thank you, right, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, Blackjack, now you're a Bills fan, right? I am. 
what do you want the yes. Bills to do? Like, what, what, what would you do if you're the Bills? I guess if I was them, I would, I would probably wait out the first three picks in this draft because I think there's a fair chance that the Browns go with Darnold or Allen. I think that they're likely to go Darnold or Allen. And then I think the Jets take whichever one of those two is left, assuming the Giants do not. Um, I'm not convinced what the Giants are going to do. I, I'm really not. I, I I think they go quarterback, but it wouldn't stun me if they took Barkley. If if you are looking at the fourth pick in the draft and Rosen is still on the board, I'm making a move to go get Josh Rosen. If he's not on the board, I'm probably waiting it out and hoping that Jackson falls to me. Because I don't think – I just don't think you need to trade up to – it's going to be very expensive to trade up to two. It's going to be really expensive for Buffalo. I mean, they're probably going to lose two first-rounders in the deal, at least. And I'm not real thrilled about that for a team that needs more talent. So I would probably wait out those first picks and see where I am. If I've got a shot to go get Josh Rosen, I'm going to go do it. And if I can get him at four or five, then, you know, that's a lot less in terms of capital I have to give up than it is to go to two. Yeah, I think gone, it would be. I'm probably waiting out Lamar Jackson and hoping he falls. Yeah, listen, I'm going to just be really honest here. I I think it would be extremely surprising if Lamar Jackson goes before 12. I, I just don't see it. I mean, there there are four quarterbacks that are better than him, in my opinion, and I think teams like more than him. Um, I I think the Bills. I think the draft black chicks a lot of the time. It's common sense, just not doing something stupid. I mean, just go with the best player available kind of thing. And I don't think you have to move up to get Lamar Jackson where you are. You stay where you are. Like you said, it's going to be a king's ransom to go up to two or three anyway. Um, Keep your 12th pick. Keep your 22nd pick. You can go out and get a Rashawn Evans type of player to be a linebacker. You're going to have some picks in the second round. They have a, a, a really nice opportunity to get better in this draft. And I think Lamar Jackson – look, I'll be honest with you, Blackjack. I would take Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen, I, I personally. I mean, I I, I'm not in love I with Josh too. Allen. I'm not in love with Baker Mayfield. I'm not in love I, with I Allen. Think... I'm not in... Listen, I don't like Allen, and I don't like Darnold. I mean, I, I know people want to talk about Darnold, you know, his arm and the stats he put up. I, I've said this over and over and over. I watched him play against Ohio State, okay, and that was the best defense he played all year. And he was bad, and it wasn't just bad like he made bad throws. His footwork was a mess. He had happy feet the entire game in the pocket. His decision-making under pressure was poor. Put the ball in very bad places. He, dr- he has this tendency to drop the ball down to his side with one hand, and Ohio State punched it out a couple of times. These are a lot of things that concern me at the next level because the defenses are not going to get easier. They're going to get tougher. And I'm always worried about a guy whose decision-making is not great because that's the one thing you really can't fix. Okay, you can, you can work around other limitations. You can fix footwork. You can do things like that. But when you've got a defensive lineman barreling down on you and you have to make a decision in a split second, 
you better have the right instinct, and I don't think Darnold does. I trust Rosen. He's the one I like in this draft. Yeah, listen, if you said to me, Nate, make your quarterback rankings now, it would be to me, Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Darnold, Josh Allen. Listen, in a perfect world, there's really no situation I would want Baker Mayfield. There's just not. I don't see it. He's Johnny Manziel. That is exactly what he is. He's a, he even acts like him. He is a. Uh, the only difference is he doesn't have a drug or alcohol problem. Well, maybe he does. He he, he got in, in trouble for for alcohol before and had to go to you know kind of some sort of you know, community service, all that kind of thing for that little stunt he pulled in Arkansas. Um, he's just a clone of Manziel, and I don't want him on my football team. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't love Donald either. I'm just saying, unfortunately, for whatever reason. Um, the NFL uh, execs and, and higher levels love him. Uh, Blackjack, let's uh, get back to the phone lines here. Let's speak to uh, Teddy in South Dakota. Teddy, what's up? Hey, big man. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. How are you? Hey, man. I just want to congratulate um, the state of Philadelphia, especially the Philadelphia 76ers. Long time nice. coming. Yeah, um, Sam Hankey definitely needs to get a statue built outside of the Fargo Center there. And it's just crazy to think that uh, a man like that was so ridiculed, and now you actually see what he was talking about come into fruition. Um, so I, I want to know your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I, I, you make a great point. And obviously the Hinky, if people love Hinky in this town, uh, he's obviously much revered. Um, you're right. I mean, he's kind of the guy that died for our sins in a way. I mean, Black Chick, I, I kind of wanted to bring this up, and I'm glad that uh, – I'm glad uh, uh, Teddy kind of talked about it. You look at, like, this team in 2014-15 and, like, who they had on their team. I mean, just the complete, utter stiffs uh, that they had on this team. And listen to some of these names, Blackjack. I mean, Isaiah Cannon, Brandon Davies, Tim Frazier, Luke Mbamute, who never played, uh, you know, Glenn Robinson – Jakar Sampson, Henry Sims, Hollis Thompson, Tony Roten. What is that? I mean, what, it's it's just quite amazing how quickly Terrible. they've kind of yeah, it's 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 just amazingly bad uh, how bad you know in kind of one year they were and and kind of what Hinky did to kind of get this team to to, to improve and to to get into positions to take Embiid and to take you know uh, you know Ben Simmons. You're totally right, man. It, it's nice to see we've had. I mean, really, in my whole life, I mean, I've only had one real time when the Sixers won, and it was, you know, with Allen Iverson. Even with Iguodala, they won, like, one series, but, you know, it wasn't anything special. We knew they weren't going to win anything. For once, we finally have some meaningful basketball. It's nice to see that that arena filled and, and busy, and, um, yeah, it's it's a cool feeling, man. Yeah, no, it's crazy because uh, I know a lot of people ridiculed him. for tank- He's the one who originally started the tanking, but – now you sure. see a lot of teams, yeah, a lot of teams, like, whether they admit it or not, like the Phoenix Suns, other teams are, are trying to follow in his footsteps in a way. Um, yeah, and Teddy, to be fair, I mean, listen, teams have been tanking for a long time. It's just that Hinky embraced it. He didn't, he didn't try to yeah. hide it. I mean, he fully <laughs> committed to the tank. Yes, and I, wonder, I believe he was in, Go ahead. Real quick, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned Hinky. I mean, you talk about, you know, being blackballed in this business. I mean, 
we can agree that Colin Kaepernick is blackballed, and I mean Sam Hinkie is too. Why does Sam Hinkie yeah. have a job in the NBA? I mean, it's obscene to me that Sam Hinkie doesn't have a job. It really is. I mean, well, he's if you sit back and There's think about it, I mean, if you sit back and and look at what he did in that city, okay. And we had this argument with someone I want to say last week or the week before, saying that you know Hinkie uh, missed in a bunch of draft picks. Look at the mm. talent that's on that roster. And you only have it because of Sam Hinkie. He rebuilt this team into a championship-caliber contender through the process. And the process was losing. And that is the reality in the NBA. Unless you are going to lure a true superstar, of which, let's be honest, there's a handful in the NBA that are true difference makers. After that, what other option do you have? To, to be the, yeah, the seven seed, the eight seed in the playoffs every year and draft 13th? Right. I think there's no yeah. other excuse than he's blackballed. I mean, the, the commissioner hates him, and no one will give him a job. I mean, that's my only guess because it, it floors me that he's not employed somewhere. I mean, he's that good. Uh, what else is on your mind, Teddy? Yeah, just a couple more things. I know you guys have a lot of calls. Another thing I was going to say, I think OKC is going to find themselves in that middle ground, especially if they get bounced this round. I have a feeling – Paul George is going to leave. I mean, I know yeah. Carmelo Anthony, he has got a big contract. He'd be dumb to opt he's out done. of it. He's going to opt he's in. Done. He's yeah. done. No, he's, got, he's definitely, you could tell, he can't even get up off the ground for a shot. I mean, it's just disgrace. I mean, to me, he shouldn't even be starting, but that's a story for another day. He's going to opt into his contract, and they're, they're going to be stuck with Adams, Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, paying all those guys. I don't know where they go from here. I think they're going to have to – I think they're better. I think they're better without those guys. Frankly, I, I thought last year they were much better. I mean, you know, it's just kind of thrown it off. Paul George is overrated. I mean, I'm going to come out and say it. Paul George is overrated. <laughs> uh, he's a good player. He's not a great player. Uh, he's a top 30 player. He's not a top 10. Not a top 15. Good player. Not not great. Yeah. Uh, Blackjack, I, uh, I, you would agree. I mean, you you've dealt with Carmel Anthony in New York. I mean, Car- Carmel Anthony is washed. He's completely washed. You know what? The, the, all you need to know about Carmelo Anthony is this was the perfect spot for Carmelo Anthony because he didn't have to be and the best still- player on the team. He didn't have to be the second best player on the team. All he had to do was score, and he still stinks. He's done. <laughs> He's done. And he plays this no defense. Really bad on yeah. He's not an effective but- third option. Think about that right. for a minute. He is the third option on that team, and he's still not good. And look, not for nothing. They got a bad, you know, kind of a bad run with, you know, Robertson going out. He's their best on-ball defender, and, and they've it's hurt without him because he was kind of that third or fourth option. Steven Adams has been non-existent in the series. And Russell Westbrook, I feel like he's gotten way too involved with this feud with Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio has made him look pretty stupid, frankly. Uh, Westbrook has kind of really – and and again, I'll go back to our friend Donnie Wrightson. Donnie Wrightson hates Russell Westbrook. He thinks he's a, a total me guy, full of just himself. All he cares about is stats. And, you know, he starts to look kind of right here. I mean, Blackjack, let me ask you. If, 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 if it was Russell Westbrook, you can be the leading scorer in the league and have the most triple doubles or win a playoff series. What do you think Russell Westbrook would pick? Because I think he'd pick the, the, I think, having the – I think Russ is taking the former. I, I over one playoff series, yes. I think if it's over winning a title, no. But if it's him winning the scoring title and averaging a triple double again, 
right over exactly. advancing to the second round. Yeah, yeah, I think he's doing that. That's what he, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's just kind of, you know, he's a me guy. I mean, Paul George obviously has, like Teddy said, on his eye on something else. And Carmelo's done. I mean, Utah just wants it more. And I'm going to tell you right now, this Utah team, I give Preston, I'll call her Preston, some credit. This team really looks really good. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they get to the NBA uh, at the Western Conference Finals. This is a good basketball team. Good defensively. You know, kind of all selfless players, you know. I like this group. Good, good basketball team. Yeah, I agree. I think they play really good team ball, um, and they've they've made the playoffs last year, so they got some of that experience. But my last thing here, um, I know with the Champions League, I, I'm so pumped to see. I, I, you know, we saw seven goals today. I would not be surprised if we see five or six tomorrow. I think the over. I mean, I, I want to know your thoughts, big man. The over three and a half seems pretty, pretty. You know, uh, I think it's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and that's, I've been on record as saying the Champions League might be the best and easiest competition to bet on in all of sports. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I, I mentioned both teams are scoring the over 2.5 a little earlier. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I think we'll see a basketball match here as well. I mean, neither of these teams are particularly set on defending. There's so, many, so much star power with both these groups. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll see seven goals. I don't know if we'll see five, but I think we'll see four for sure, minimum. Um, if you can bet both teams to score in the over 2.5, I think that's a good bet. I think at worst, this is 2-1. Yeah, no, I, I, I think with with the Champions League, because it, it's so unique, uh, I mean, goals matter. So even if the team's up 1 or 2-0, they're exactly. still trying to they're get those go. extra goals. Right, and, and that's the thing. If you're if you're late in this game, let's say it's 1-1 or, 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 or let's say it's 2-0 late in this game, I mean, you're going to do whatever you can to get that away goal. It's huge. Uh, obviously, in the second leg, I think you make a good point there. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I would definitely go with that myself. Yeah, and do you think those last two uh, late uh, garbage goals that uh, Roma scored today? Do you think that's going to come back and haunt? Um, I don't think it will. I, I think kind of Roma. Unfortunately, what what they did was they kind of put people on notice. I mean, obviously, it's tough to go in there and play. Uh, Barcelona just took their foot off the gas. Liverpool's not going to do that. Liverpool, no matter what the score is, they're going to go up and down. Uh, and what Roma's going to have to do is clean sheet Liverpool, and I don't think they're going to do that. Um, Liverpool just score goals for fun. Uh, the way Salah's playing right now, uh, no. I, I think Liverpool's in the championship. Yeah, I agree. That He's amazing to watch. All right, well, thanks for taking my call. Take it easy, brother. Um Blackjack, a um, little update here out at Oracle uh, Center. Uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors, a low-scoring game. Very, very poor basketball tonight on this card, Blackjack. A lot of missed shots, a lot of ugly basketball. Uh, it is, uh, what do we have, 31-26 with eight minutes to go in the second half. What is going on with the offense tonight, Blackjack? Jeez. I don't know, Jeff. You know, I don't. I usually don't worry about the Warriors because the third quarter tends to be when they do uh, most yeah. of their damage. So I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about this. They look fine, but you know, they didn't come out of the gates on fire or anything. But I think they'll be all right. I need some points in this game. Uh, let's keep the phone lines going. If you want to join us, we'd love to hear from you. Nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety. A lot of good calls already here tonight. Um, caller, you're live. What's up? Live. You there? Brother. I don't got time to worry about him tonight. Uh, call, you're up. What's up? Yo. Hey, boys, how you guys doing tonight? What's up, man? What's your name? Good, how are you? 
Dude, it's your, it's your boy Fader calling in from uh, South Jersey, baby. What's up, big dog? Yeah, just, uh, you know, I had to call in tonight. Told, told you guys I was going to call in on, uh, what was it, Thursday? When the Sixers wrapped up the series in five. You know, just, just had to throw that in there. I'm not going to talk Sixers basketball tonight. I know you guys hear enough from me about that. So, I, I just want to talk about uh, the tragedy today, the uh, Bucks-Celtics game. Fucking uh, took had had the Bucks uh, plus four. Just a terrible, terrible beat at the end of that game. That was that was just crushing. Me that too, was, brother. That was Me absolutely too. Crushing. It's just been yeah, like, I, like like. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh yeah, what I was gonna say. I'm just like overall, like even watching the Sixers game today. Like like you said, it's just been a sloppy day of basketball. Like being a Sixers fan, like I'm I'm happy to see the way they responded. You know just the way they kind of were, like, responding to the physical nature, like James Johnson just going out there clubbing the shit out of people. And just the fact that they, like, always just kept their composure and really were able to play their game and not really buy into it. Like, I was really impressed by that, especially being a young team in the playoffs. But just overall, just in general, like, all the games so far have just been kind of sloppy, like you were saying, just not, not very good offense. Yeah, tonight's games have been ugly. I mean, and you know, the Sixers game, obviously if you had a rooting interest, it was it was fun, but if you didn't, I mean, it was bad basketball. It was ugly, a lot of turnovers, a lot of fouls, just a lot of chippy play. Uh, I guess it's interesting in some aspects, but um overall, I mean, yeah, the the night for basketball has been brutal. Uh, you know, the the beat in the the Bucks game, I'm not going to tell you it wasn't a bad beat again. I mean, look, I mean, it was a at that point, a four-point game. I'm not really sure what Shabazz Muhammad's doing uh, with one second left fouling. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Sometimes I wonder, you know, what is really going on behind the scenes in some of these games, um, because that's a tough one. I mean, you're down four, one second left. There's, there's no chance you can win. Um, why are you fouling? I mean, what are you doing there? Um, definitely a tough beat. You have to wonder sometimes what is going on uh, in basketball. Well, even, even like Dwayne Wade dribbling the clock out at the end of the Sixers game, you know, the spread was, what, 10 and a half in that game? And he were down yeah. 12 or 13, you know? They come down, they hit a three, you know, they cover, they, they, they you know, they cover. So, you know, like like you said, you just never know. I kind of yeah, want to it, uh, it, you know, totally right. keep going. Totally right, man. I was, I was, I was just going to switch to uh, football, actually. I was going to switch to the draft. But I wanted to hear what you had to say wrapping up on uh, basketball. I'm good. I think we've we've talked to the death tonight, haven't we, Blackjack? Little bit, little bit. Nah, so I'm I'm just kind of wondering, like you know, we we were talking a lot about like the Browns, you know, what they're gonna do at one and four and stuff like that. I, my my main interest, I think, I think it's kind of like, what 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 do you think the Giants are gonna do with that two pick? Uh, well, I I, I think they go Barkley. Frankly, I think that's the best option. I, I think he's a guy that can really change their football team. You know, look, a lot of people think they're going to go quarterback. I don't see it. I think, you know, Black Chick and I've talked about it. I think Saquon Barkley has to be the pick here. Uh, what do you think, Black Chick? You're up in New York. I mean, you hear about this all the time. Uh, what is, you know, uh, listen, what are the, uh, what are they saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Dave Gettleman is, uh, he's obviously experienced. I don't think he's going to tip his hand one way or the other. I think the fact that they kind of haven't done a lot with Saquon Barkley makes me lean that way. I, I I just I have a hard time, Jeff, getting past the fact that if you're the New York Giants, you do not draft in the top five 
often at all. And you have a 37-year-old quarterback who hasn't exactly lit the world on fire in the last two years. It, to me, it, I guess it just comes down to whether or not they love one of these kids. I mean, if they do, you have to take him. I mean, you, you, you've got the perfect scenario. He can sit behind Eli for a year or two. You can do the Aaron Rodgers thing and let him sit. But, you know, if Gettleman doesn't love one of them, he's not going to reach for one because you're probably only getting one crack at this thing. So it just comes down to me about whether they love a quarterback. If they don't, I think you take Barkley because I think he's the best player in the draft. But I I, I don't know, man. I, I just think you have to go quarterback, especially, especially to me if Josh Rosen is sitting there at two. If he's sitting there, man, I would love to have Rosen sit for a year or two behind Eli Manning. I mean, it, w- you can't really ask for a much better guy to learn from. I mean, Manning doesn't seem like he'd be a real, you know, tough guy to, to, to bring a kid along. I think he'd be willing to do it if he, if he knew he was going to be there for a couple of years and he could play. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it would just be, be a great fit for Rosen. Uh, but if they, if they don't love him for whatever reason, I guess you got to go Barkley and, and just, Put your chips in the middle of the table. Yeah, it looks at I again. We've talked about it. I mean, it's it. It's not so much of making the decision; it's making the right, concise decision. And for some reason, the Giants have the ability to right now take their football team back, go out and get yourself a really good offensive player, a guy that for many years is going to be able to run all over everyone. You have Ezekiel Elliott out there. You have Leonard Fournette out there. Todd Gurley. These young running backs are helping their football teams win games. You know, Jay Ajayi, these young guys, they don't have that guy, and they haven't had it. I'm not goddamn talking about Brandon fucking Jacobs. You have not had a goddamn running back in that town. Just Kiki Barber, for God's sakes. Go out and make a move. And I get it. You want to go and you want to take a quarterback, but you still have Eli Manning. You still have a year or two with him. You can get a quarterback. Hey, you know, trade some picks later and get, you know, maybe they can get back into the first round again. I don't know. Um, you got to take the best player available at that point. I, th- I think it has to be Barkley here, uh, Vader. What about uh, you think you think uh, Des Bryant's going to end up in uh, New York as well? No, I think Des Bryant. No chance. Uh, if I, yeah, I don't. I don't see that. Uh, no chance. I think they've. I think they've actually already uh, denounced that. I, I don't think that's going to happen. There's uh, no way they're maybe... pairing Des Bryant with Odell Beckham. None. <laughs> they have enough to deal with with Beckham. Without adding Des Bryant, I yeah, maybe maybe Seattle, maybe uh, you know, I don't think New England's out of out of it yet. Maybe San Francisco, I could see that. Um, I think the San Francisco Baltimore. 49ers are interesting. Yeah, Baltimore's yeah. They, well, they just brought in really Sneed, but uh, the 49ers are interesting because I, for one, think they go receiver in the first round. I would take Calvin Ridley if I were them, but it's a question of will they go in and get Des Bryant. They have to make a move because I don't think their receiving core is good enough. Uh, they need to give Jimmy Garoppolo a couple weapons. But, yeah, I, I think Des, there's, he's not going to go back to uh, – he's not going to go to New York. No way. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really like I really like that move. If he goes to the Niners, I really like that move. I'm a big fan of that. Especially with Garoppolo. Wait, did you did you guys see that video on uh, on Twitter of uh, Garoppolo? They paired him up next to Brady, doing all those play calls and shit. That was creepy. No, I haven't seen that. I'll have to, I'll have to take a look out for that. 
Oh yeah, big man. I'm gonna have to tag you in. All. I'm I'm gonna have to tag you that on Twitter. It's just like they they got Garoppolo calling out the play calls, and he literally sounds and just says everything the same exact way Brady does. You know, kind of expecting the other and yeah, and all that. Sure. Stuff, but like, it's just kind of it, it's just wild. You're like, damn, you know. Like he literally sounds to, exactly uh, like Brady. I'll have to check that out. Great, uh, great call, Fader. Good stuff, man. Hey, for sure. You know, I'll be calling in. Keep trusting the process, baby. Sounds good, man. Take it easy. Uh, Blackrick, speaking of the New England Patriots, do you know who I have them taking 63rd overall? Who? Luke Falk. Your thoughts? Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. I mean, I, I listen, the Patriots have to draft a quarterback at some point. I mean, right? You can't go into this season, I don't think, with Brady and Hoyer, and that's it. I think you need to take someone somewhere. And, yeah, I mean, Luke Falk is one of those kids that, that wouldn't shock me to see him go there. You know, he, he showed some definite talent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting an interesting choice there. Luke Falk would be in heaven. He loves Tom Brady. He loves him some Tom Brady. Uh, we'll get back to the uh, phone lines here. We've got about 25 minutes to go. If you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can add to the conversation tonight. We're talking draft. We're talking NBA. Look, you want to call in and talk about college basketball, you can call in. You want to call in and talk about um, you find that the uh, hero in Tennessee needs a, a welcome hero call on the, the, the show, we agree. Call in and talk about it. By the way, Blackjack, as, before we get to the next call, I wanted to ask you quickly. Um, you're a big law guy. You know a ton about law. Um, I read that Tennessee has a um, – unless it's a death penalty case, they give bond to everyone. Are there any other states of the union like that? That seems uh, really barbaric yeah, to me. Um, I don't really understand it, to be honest with you, because I can tell you generally the presumption is in favor of bond. The purpose of bond is to secure your appearance in court. So sure. it's it's to make it high enough that you're going to appear in court. But, I mean, you're talking about – But isn't about it also to keep with, violent offenders off the street? I mean – to, to no, limit that, that's actually more. not the purpose of bond. The, the purpose of yeah. bond because you can't you can't keep people in jail if they haven't been convicted of something unless you're you're sure. saying they've either violated some sort of of uh, you know some sort of condition of release or that you're concerned that they're a flight risk. How is this guy not a flight risk? He's got every yeah. reason in the world to run. Keep in mind, he was on the run for a day as well after the crime, and he's been involved six times yeah. with the law enforcement before this. Yeah, I don't, I don't get this. I mean, I, I, from what I read, though, it is Tennessee law, and, and what they would do is obviously, you know, but what if, what if let's say he was a kid that, let's say his pa- parents were rich. I mean, they could put up 200000 I mean, you'd really release this guy onto the streets? I mean, that seems a little ridiculous to me. Um, but um, I was curious about that. I, I didn't think it was uh, normal. Uh, Tennessee, they have those odd laws, man. Uh, let's keep yeah. the phone lines moving here. Uh, call your live. What's up? Yo. Hey, is me? You're up. Yo, you're up. Uh, you're up. Brother, let's go. Come on. All right, this guy's obviously too stupid. Call back. Listen, we can't say hello 5,000 times. You're up. It's not that difficult. Uh, Caller, you're live. What's up? Black Jack. Big man, how are you guys doing? Pretty good, brother. 
Hey. Oh, nothing much. Question on uh, on the the Vegas Knights. What uh, think it's uh, what do you, what do you think so far? Blackjack, you think they're gonna uh, go all the way? Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you have to love what they've done. I mean, they had a tough first round series that they completely dominated. Uh, I think the Sharks matchup, while a lot of people are concerned about it, and I understand why. I think it's beneficial to Vegas. I think they get to play the style that they want to play. They didn't really get to do that against L.A. I think they'll get to do it against San Jose. And I think Vegas has shown that they can be physical when they need to be. So if they need to body the Sharks, they'll be able to do it. Um, And then you look at the other half of the Western Conference, and and look, Nashville has shown some some chinks in the armor. I mean, it's, it's there. They have defensive lapses at times that are, I mean, just awful. And when it happens, Rene hasn't been able to bail them out. I mean, he has, he's had a few games where he's let a bunch of goals in. And if you do that against Vegas, they're going to score on you quick. I mean, they're, they're going to hit you fast. You know, we saw that in, in game three against the Kings when the Kings got a little bit, I think, dispirited. Vegas pounced on them and put two on the board real fast. So I I think you have to say at this point, Vegas is the favorite in the Western Conference. Uh, it, obviously, you still have four very tough teams in in the playoffs there, but I, I'd be hard pressed to say another team is is in better shape than they are. Definitely, I think uh, I think the the Kings was their uh, was their thorn in the side, and they just they just dominated them. So I I feel I feel the same way. I think. I think just them being the Kings should give them the boost. But question is, do you think that time off? Do you think that's gonna be good or bad? No, no, I don't. I don't ever worry about time off in the NHL playoffs because they're so physical, and you always have guys getting banged up. I don't ever worry about time off in hockey. Uh, I think it it only helps, you know. And San Jose is also going through the same thing. It isn't like San Jose is playing right now. And they're going to come into a series with, with, you know, rhythm or continuity because they've been off just as long they swept as well. So you, you kind of – they're in the same boat. Uh, and Vegas is going to have the home ice. And I'll tell you, brother, I, I, I was in Vegas this past weekend. That city is crazy about that team. I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't quite expect it to be, you know, that much, but they are in love with that team. I mean, people are fired up about the Knights, and it's going to be, it's going to be a really nice home home ice advantage for for Vegas. I think I think when the Raiders come too, that's that's going to bring it to another level, <laughs> another level of sports. Um, big man, I just want to say thank you again for uh, getting me on Liverpool. I mean, I am in love with Salah. He is he is amazing. Just that first goal. It's, the precision of that kick and then all his assisted pass for goals. That is unbelievable. He's had a big yeah, debate. Uh, but real quick, I think what's so majestic about him as well is it's very light. You know, you don't see it much anymore in sports. I think it's kind of amazing, frankly. Blackjack, I wanted to bring this up. Mohamed Salah played with Roma, who they played today. He played with Roma before he went to Liverpool. And, look, he was a virtually unknown guy. He's a good player. wasn't great. Uh, he comes over to Liverpool and obviously he's had a majestic season. But today he scored two goals. Um, and before the game, he made it a point to mention that he would not celebrate any of the goals. He would just walk, 
be mobbed, and that's it. The reason Why? being, he didn't want to sh- he didn't want to show up his opponent, the team that had given him so much when he was basically a nobody. Um, he didn't want to show them up on a, on a stage that high. It, it's just kind of selfish. You don't see it much anymore. He's a he's a he's a, an old school guy. He's very religious. He he, he prays. He's you're very vocal about that. Um, it's just nice to see. You don't see that much in sports. You know, obviously, it's how can I embarrass my opponent? How can I make my opponent feel like they're nothing? Obviously, it wasn't Roma's day today. Uh, Muhammad Salah can show anyone up on the football field. But um, I just thought that was interesting. You, you don't hear that much anymore. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a majestic player, man. He, he really is, you know, he, he's, to me, he's the best totally likable. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. his, his presence is so likable. And, he, and I feel like he could have scored more goals, but – he gave his players chances to score too. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? Like the two assists, yeah, he, he could have came for it and, and scored like a third goal easily, I think. But uh, he, yeah, he's, he was, uh, he's such I, a good also player. Say, um, it's something, and Blackjack, I don't know if you've ever seen it or, or Johnny, you've seen it either. Uh, he's Egyptian. And one of the great videos I've seen over the last several years is there's a video online of he made, there, were, there was a minute left in added time and he had a penalty kick to send Egypt to the World Cup. They hadn't been to the World Cup in many years. Um, and you hear the, the Egyptian announcer, and he's speaking Arabic, and he's obviously live on the air praying, like live on the air. And he just goes wild when Salah scores the goal. And it, it, it's, it's a really amazing video. I mean, it's, it's quite sad, actually. You kind of want to, you know, it's very emotional. I mean, you, you don't see that, the passion of, of, of not having something and, and get it the way they did. Um, yeah, he's he's a really good guy, great guy to root for. I great glad you brought it up. Definitely. Um, also, my my team is the Redskins. So, what what do you guys think that the Redskins will pick at number thirteen? Right. Um, I I think they'll go with. I, I think this is a pretty safe pick. I think it's a pretty obvious pick. Frankly, I would go Vita Vea at this pick uh, out of Washington, yeah. defensive tackle. I think they need some help on the interior defensive line. Vita Vea is an an elite run stopper. I think probably other than Chubb and maybe Denzel Ward, I think he's the best defensive player in the draft. He is an absolute load down low. Uh, he's one of those hawking, you know, kind of Pacific Islander, you know, Samoan kind of kids. Uh, just a, a, a gigantic human being. I mean, he's six four, three forty seven. Um, he's, he's absolutely gigantic. I mean, this guy runs a 540. He's 350 pounds. Jeez. I mean, he's got huge hands. He's just a, a complete giant. And I think he's a guy that long-term is really going to be a, a guy that the, the, the NFCs doesn't want to see. He is a load in the middle, uh, something they really need. You kind of compare him to uh, his countryman, uh, Haloti Nada, a little bit. He's a big, big kid. I would go Vita Vey if I were them. Definitely. Also, uh, I recommend if you guys haven't had a chance to watch uh, Molly's game, I just watched it over the weekend, and uh, I was really actually really, really inspired yeah, by good. that movie. So yeah, so you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, interesting it. story. Uh, interesting story there, uh, Black. Have you seen Molly's game? Do you know anything about that? No, I, I know you've you've talked about it a lot on Twitter, uh, but I I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's 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 a you know, true story. It's about a, a woman that creates a poker game and she gets arrested. Very good movie. I I liked it. I thought uh, Jessica Chastain was was very good in the role. Uh, I think she actually had a uh, there was an Academy Award nomination. Good good story. Very interesting. 
Yeah, she had she had a chance to uh, to rat on on everybody, and uh, she uh, and uh, and get her three million dollars back, but she decided not to rat and uh, and go with what well, was I, listen, ever going to happen. So that I think is, I, I, I think it's important to mention. She, she didn't really have much to rat about. She didn't know anything about the Russian mob. I mean, she she kind of was put into a situation that was a little bit above where she, her pay grade, frankly. Um, I don't know how much she really knew, but I guess you're right. I mean, I guess we shouldn't um, divulge away. She didn't do that. And, you know, she look at her now. She's been able to to create a movie and book and yeah, it's interesting story. Good stuff, John. Thank you guys. Also, did you guys hear about the Allison Mack story about her from uh, Smallville? She got, uh, she just got, it's like the last couple of days. She just got caught. We're not talking. We're not talking Smallville here. Come on, Johnny. Come on. But did you hear what happened? No, I, I don't even know who that is. Uh, no, I don't know what happened. I have no idea what you're talking uh, yeah. about. No, no, she just uh, she just was on the news, and she just got uh, caught for sex trafficking uh, for years, like teenage girls. And wow. um, Yeah, so that, yeah I'm, that, actually, that's uh, I'm actually hearing that awful. here now. Uh, yeah, I'm actually hearing that now. Yeah, w- weird world. You get people, you know, in sex cults, you have people stealing uh, security guard outfits that were – Reporters, uh, very odd world. Johnny Cash, uh, always interesting when you call in. Thanks for calling, man. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Bye. Thanks, Johnny. Easy. Uh, let's try this call again. We got 12 minutes to go. This, this guy wasn't able to understand that we were on his line last time, so we'll give it a try again. Caller, you're live. What's happening? Hey, guys. Sorry, I think I hit the mute button on my phone. What's up, man? Uh, What's not up, much. Brian from Ken- it's Brian from Kansas City. Uh, just wanted What's to uh, call him uh, right before the draft here, and my team, the Chiefs, we don't have our first-round pick, so I wanted to see what you guys thought about what what cost us our first-round pick and getting Patrick Mahomes. If you think how you think he's going to do this year, I have really high hopes for him, but I'm you know cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I think Blackjack will agree. I think it was one of the stupider picks I've ever seen at, at this level. Um, I don't know what sense it made at all. Uh, I don't. I don't I don't understand how Patrick Mahomes works in that offense. I don't see it. I mean, Andy Reid is he's probably the last person you want uh to be in that offense. I don't get the pick. I don't understand why you traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. Um listen, yeah. I've made it clear. I don't think I don't ever want a quarterback from the Big 12. I just don't. Uh and I hate to say it, I don't think he's going to succeed at the next level. And I don't understand how it makes any sense to even be on that team in the first place. I think it's a hideous pick. Um, and I was well, I was well receptive by me last year, but you would agree. It was a horrible decision. Yeah. I didn't really get it from the perspective of, I mean, look, I don't know whether Mahomes is going to be all right or not. He shows, I guess, flashes, but the chiefs were one of those teams. They're a playoff team. They had super bowl aspirations, why are you using the 12th overall pick on a project of a quarterback (laughs) when you have Alex Smith, who is more than capable, why wouldn't you use that pick to put talent around Alex Smith? That's what didn't make sense to me. And then you, you trade Smith, what feels like a year or two too soon. And you give up a cornerback to do it. I, I mean, I'm sorry, the Redskins gave up the cornerback. So, you know, they did get that, but, I don't. I just don't understand the the need to take a quarterback there, and then the need to move on to him so quickly. Like, why couldn't he have sat behind Alex Smith for another year or two? And I want to make it very clear as, as well with Mahomes uh, that 
he's a guy that is from a perfect quarterback system. Literally, we could get Blackjack or me to get into that system, and within a month, we could be throwing for 300 yards a game in that uh, in that offense. It's it's really not difficult. It, it's a gimmick offense. It doesn't work at the next level, and I wonder. I mean, frankly, what what kind of talent does he really actually have? It just doesn't make sense. Look, if you put him on, you know, an up-tempo offense at, you know, like a Chip Kelly type of offense, okay, maybe. But it, it's the, the complete opposite of what Andy Reid does. And like Blackjack said, not even do you do that. You go up and trade up to get Patrick Mahomes. I don't see it. Uh, I, don't, I don't like these kind of quarterbacks. I don't think they particularly work. You have to have some sort of ability to throw the ball. And I'm question, I question if he does. Is he accurate enough? Does he have the arm strength? Um, he's in a gimmick offense that really pervades just short throws and things like that. I hate to be negative about the guy, Brian, but um, I, I, don't, I don't see it. As far as who they take, um, they have one pick, um, and it's late in the, in the second round. Um, I would look towards like a Josh Sweat type of player. I think you get him at 54, and I think you, you fulfill a need there. Uh, obviously, you're 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 very um, void of, of picks, but I would definitely look towards a defensive end. You know, obviously, if if Sweat's there, I'd maybe look that way. Uh, I think they need a defensive end. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree on the defensive end. Aaron, you, you have a lot of the same. You bring up a lot of the concerns I had when they took Mahomes last year. I've, I've been trying to kind of, you know, talk myself into it. You know, I have to at this point. Um, you know, they're, they're saying all the right things out in camp, but uh, until the the real snaps start happening, you know, who knows? So, I, yeah, I think, and, and I listen, think brother, I, I think you guys are, I think you guys are a 500 team. I mean, I, I think you take a yeah. big step back. The Raiders are going to be better. The Chargers, if they play the way they did for the last three quarters of the season, are going to be probably the toughest team in that division. Denver is going to be better with Case Keenum. I, I, I think every one of the teams in that division are better than you right now. So I I would be concerned. Yeah, I don't yeah, want I to pile it on. Biggest... I, I agree completely. I think they're six and ten type of football team. Uh, honestly, I, I don't I don't think they're overly great defensively anymore. Uh, you obviously lose Eric Berry or, or not Eric Berry, Marcus Peters. Peters. Uh, you know you, you obviously um, have a lot to do on on the defensive side of the ball anymore. You know I don't really like their skill position players a whole lot. I like Hunt, but you know Tyreek Hill I think is just too small. He's a nice player, nothing great. Um, you know Andy Reid. You know we know how I feel about him. I mean, is Eric Bieniemy the answer at offensive coordinator? Bob Sutton's about 88 years old. Um, and like Blackjack said, I mean, all the teams in that division are better than they are, uh, in my opinion. I think they're a six and ten type of team. Yeah, well, uh, I hope that I hope that you're wrong, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure too sure how the season's going to play out. Yeah, well, it, it's it's definitely an intriguing one, but I got a weird feeling it's not going to be one you, you're going to want to remember. My man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks, guys. Hey, well, at least you have the ro- – oh, wait, you don't have the rules anymore. Oof, Sorry. No, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> yes. All right, my man. Thanks for calling. All right. See you. See you. Uh, Blackjack, about six minutes to go here. Obviously, um, you know, your uh, Golden Knights get going tomorrow, don't they, Blackjack? Golden Knights hockey tomorrow? Thursday. 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 Damn, they're really, they're really dragging the series the- out. What's going on? Yeah, you know, they they don't start the second round until the first is over. So oh, we've got uh, Boston 
we got Boston and Toronto tomorrow in Game Seven. So what do you like? Uh, to Boston, Boston. I, I listen. The Maple Leafs ha, have gotten excellent goaltending in their three wins out of Frederick Anderson, but I, I just don't see them winning three straight. Two of which would have to be in Boston against a team like the Bruins that are so experienced. I, I, and high-powered offensively. I mean, they, they listen, the Leafs got lucky last night in a lot of ways. The Bruins had chance after chance and couldn't convert. I don't think that happens in a seventh game. I don't think it happens at home. And I just don't see the Leafs winning three straight. So I'm, I'm going to be on Boston. Uh, they are actually uh, 175 to win tomorrow night. Uh, Blackjack also coming out of uh, Philadelphia tonight. Uh, Hassan Whiteside continues to not be happy with his uh, playing time. He says he's going to uh, talk to the team about a possible move out of Miami. So uh, that didn't take very long. Uh, Blackjack. Uh, yeah, well, if I was Miami, I'd be happy to uh, oblige him if I could find someone to take his $19 million salary because Hassan Whiteside <laughs> has been no good. Maybe that's the reason you're not playing, because you're not any good. Uh, by the way, I did, did want to mention this. Uh, you, you talked about uh, Tyler Johnson a little bit earlier, the uh, Amish-looking uh, player for the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, keep in mind, Blackjack, next year, take a guess at how much Tyler Johnson will make. $24 million? $19,245,370. million. That is a crime against humanity. I mean, is that a joke? I mean, really? Is that some kind of joke? Uh, what a what a what a world, man! What a fucking world! Um, just amazing. Uh, but great show tonight, Blackjack. Obviously, uh, we're we're coming down to the last couple minutes here of Viva La Vegas. Obviously, uh, we have a new theme song, which I'm excited to hear about as we head out tonight. Uh, we got Game Seven tomorrow: Bruins and Maple Leafs. Blackjack. Leans Bruins will obviously be interested to see what his on his card for tomorrow. Uh, before we go, Blackjack, any uh, NBA you're taking a look at? Uh, we m- mentioned the Raptors. Nice night of NBA tomorrow. Four different games. Very good. Yeah, we, we do have quite a bit tomorrow. Um, look, I like the Raptors. I think they have to bounce back at home. I, I like them a lot. I like the Pacers. There's no shot. I'm laying six and a half with the Cavaliers. The Cavs may win that game. I don't know. But I'm not laying six and a half. There's no chance of that. Um, and I'd probably lay the three and a half with Oklahoma City at home down 3-1. I think they get the job done there at home in game wow. five. Minnesota and Houston, 12 points, man. I don't know. The Rockets just haven't been doing the job. I mean, they haven't looked great. You know, they, they're up 3-1, but they, they're not shooting particularly well. Their three-pointers have not been falling. I don't love laying 12 with that team. Um, but, yeah, I would lean Toronto, Indiana, and Oklahoma City tomorrow. Interesting. I think the, I think the Thunder are done. I don't know. I want to say they're done. But that Jazz team really fed off that crowd. Uh, so, obviously, going away from there, uh, you might be on to something. Blackjack, good stuff tonight. Thanks to all the callers. Um, I had fun. Uh, you know, Blackjack will get back to yeah. doing his hosting tomorrow. Uh, we try to kind of switch off. Blackjack, why don't you play the song and get us out of here? Everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow here on Viva La Vegas. Have a great night.
How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day Even if there were 40 more I wouldn't sleep a minute away Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel A fortune won and lost on every deal All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel Viva! Viva! 